What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I'm your host, JT. We got started a little bit later than what I wanted to, but I had a lot of things that I got caught up with. But you know what they say, better late than never. We got a really great episode on this Friday afternoon. We're going to be discussing why the Raiders are going to implode this season, year two under Josh McDaniels, the Ravens' keys to a successful season, Andy Reid or Bill Belichick, that's been a really popular debate that's been trending on social media. So I'm going to get my thoughts on who I believe is better. And then lastly, we're going to be discussing how good are the Miami Dolphins going to be this season. Before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure that you go ahead, leave a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. We go live every day, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Remember that the JT Sports Podcast isn't just available on YouTube. You can find us on all podcasting platforms Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, make sure that you leave us with a five star review. We will greatly appreciate it. We're trying to get to 105 star reviews before the NFL season begins. So make sure that you go ahead, type in the JT Sports Podcast on any platform. It will pop up or you can go down to the description down below and there will be the links to the Apple and Spotify versions of the podcast. The Las Vegas Raiders, man. Once again, you guys give me a million reasons to make fun of you. This team is not going anywhere, bruh. Like, I got into a really heated argument with a Las Vegas Raiders fan on Twitter who told me that they were going to go win 10 to 11 games and make it to the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. Bruh, that is not going to happen. The Raiders are bound to implode this season under Josh McDaniels. Like, there's not a single player in the locker room that seems like they got a lot of confidence in Josh McDaniels. You ask Josh Jacobs how he feels about Josh McDaniels, he probably doesn't have a lot of great things to say about him. And I remember watching a couple of post-game press conferences when Josh Jacobs was interviewed after the game, and most of the times he was criticizing everybody. And the coaching wasn't really getting praised. So you listen to Jav- to Devontae Adams, I mean, in the article that he did with the Ringer, he was kind of questioning the direction that the franchise is headed. So you just look at the fact that there are Raiders fans out here that really are trying to think and try to pitch to you that they're going to be a playoff team. Like, absolutely no, sir. You mean to tell me that you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be good enough to lead the Las Vegas Raiders to wins over Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers? Sean Payton with the Denver Broncos and Kansas City? Stop it. They didn't even have that good of a defense last year outside of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. They don't really have much to be excited about on the defensive side of the football. And not just that, but this is a franchise that did a lateral move going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, you cannot say that Jimmy G is an upgrade from Derek Carr. They're basically the same quarterbacks. You ever seen that Spider-Man meme floating around on social media when they got the two Spider-Mans and they pointing at each other? They like, you, you, you. Like, yeah, like Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo pointing at each other. They are the same quarterback. If Jimmy Garoppolo woke up tomorrow morning and looked at himself in the mirror, he would see Derek Carr in his reflection. Same thing with Derek Carr. Like, this franchise makes absolutely terrible decisions, man. Did you know that they tried to trade up for the first overall pick but felt like the Chicago Bears were giving up too much? Like, what? 
Do you not know how differently we view the Las Vegas Raiders going into this season if they had Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or even Anthony Richardson as opposed to having Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, them having a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at the helm at QB could have changed the future of their franchise. Now, they have a Jimmy Garoppolo due to the fact that they had a failed trade that they couldn't make happen because they felt like the Chicago Bears were asking for too much. So they can't get the number one overall pick. You have a Jimmy Garoppolo who is the definition of injury prone, the definition of handle or care. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to get the Las Vegas Raiders anywhere this season. And for Las Vegas Raiders fans that are going to try to make you get excited about what Josh McDaniels potentially can do if everything goes right. Like, man, Josh McDaniels has lost everywhere he's been. Second chance head coaches that fell with their previous teams do not work out more times than not. And I'm talking about the coaches that actually were able to have some success. The coaches that were able to have success in their previous stops like Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, and Frank Wright, those are the coaches that work out. The coaches that were terrible with their last team, more times than not end up being terrible with their new team. And eventually, you are what you are. No former player I have ever seen or heard has had anything good to say about Josh McDaniels with playing under him as a head coach. If you listen to Brandon Marshall, this dude was an awful head coach. Some guys are just good coordinators, and that's what the Las Vegas Raiders have in Josh McDaniels, just a guy who is a good coordinator, not head coach material. He doesn't know how to relate to players. Didn't him and Darren Waller fall out? Like, yeah, it made, it made sense to trade Darren Waller from a standpoint of he can't stay healthy, he could be some money off the books and whatnot, but him and Josh McDaniels had a little bit of a falling out. Like, how do you fall out with one of your best players? Like, did the Raiders get better to you guys? Honestly, like, is this really a team that is better this season than what they were last year? Because on defense, you got worse against the run. You didn't re-sign or keep Denzel Perryman. He signs with the Houston Texans. Your best acquisition was signing cornerback Duke Shelley, who I really like a lot. But outside of that, like, what key pieces do the Raiders have? Their secondary is still a major concern. It's been a concern ever since they last had Charles Woodson. Like, this is a franchise that just makes terrible decisions. And there are Raiders fans that are really trying to encourage other people that they're going to be a playoff team. Like, delusional is a hell of a drug, people. Like, I understand that the offseason is the only time of the year where NFL fans worldwide can be excited about their team because the games haven't been played yet. But if there wasn't a more safer bet for a team that was going to be awful this year, I think the Raiders would have very high odds for that category. Like this is just a train wreck ready to happen. And the fact that there are really fans who have confidence that this is going to be a playoff team, like I ask you, why are you so excited? Other than the fact that it's the offseason, this is the only time you're going to be this excited. Because once the season kicks off, you're going to be disappointed every time you watch the Las Vegas Raiders play this year. Like, you want to know how to fix the Las Vegas Raiders? You know what I think they should do? I think they should trade Devontae Adams, trade their best players, and then try to go all in to tank for Kayla Williams. Kayla Williams would drastically change the direction of the Las Vegas Raiders franchise. But it's like they're not going to want to do that because Josh McDaniels, if he probably doesn't show promise this year, he probably ends up getting fired. But to be honest with you, they're probably going to end up firing him anyway because he just isn't a good coach.
The Raiders, just with the terrible decisions they've made over the years, the fact that they aren't good at drafting, they don't really make good free agency signings. Like, once again, this secondary is a concern. This defense still is a concern. And the offensive line doesn't look like it's going to be all that good. And you can't come to terms on the new deal with Josh Jacobs at this moment. So it's like, how is this team going in the right direction? This franchise never should have hired Josh McDaniels. They should have hired Rich Basaka. This was the same interim head coach who led your team to the postseason, something that you've barely been over the last decade. Why would you go ahead and say, you know what, we're just going to hire Josh McDaniels, a guy who has a losing record as a head coach? That made no sense. The Las Vegas Raiders have an implosion that's coming, and it's coming very fast. I want to talk about my keys to the season that the Ravens need and able to have a successful year. Now, this is one of the best rosters in the whole entire AFC. You got Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You have a really good offensive line. You have a really good supporting cast around Lamar Jackson in the passing game. Zay Flowers, OBJ, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. The list goes on. You got Todd Munkin as your OC. And you're going to have a really good defense this year. The Ravens had one of the best defenses in the NFL in 2022. So, I'm going to be telling you guys what the Ravens need to do this season and 2023 to have a successful year. Now, first, we have to ask ourselves, what is a successful season for the Baltimore Ravens? Well, I think given the fact that the Ravens went to the playoffs last year without having Lamar Jackson for most of the year and almost beating the Cincinnati Bengals with my boy Snoop, the expectations this year were finally having an OC that's going to elevate the passing game and giving Lamar Jackson the best supporting cast that the Ravens have ever given the quarterback in years. The expectations should be Super Bowl. When Lamar Jackson is healthy, the Ravens win 70% of their games and they normally are in the conversation for having the number one seed in the AFC. And now that Lamar has these weapons in the passing game, Ravens fans can't say, oh, Lamar needs more help. So if the Ravens are going to have a successful year, I think it's going to be dependent on the fact that if Lamar can stay healthy, this is a team that should be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So if the Ravens don't at least make it to a divisional round game, I think this would be a massive disappointment. This should be a team that should be amongst the best in the AFC, and they should be in contention for the, no, the number one overall seed. You look at this defense. This was a defense that played at a top five level during the second half of last year. They got a very good secondary. You got a really good safety duo and Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton. So this defense is great. This offense should be really good. Lamar needs to stay healthy for the Ravens to be able to have a shot at being able to make it to the conference championship game or even being able to be contenders. If the Ravens are going to give Lamar Jackson all this money, he needs to be able to stay healthy. Every time the season goes left for Baltimore, it's mainly due to the fact that Lamar Jackson gets injured. So if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, this team is going to be amongst the best in the AFC this year. The next thing they need is improvement from the passing game, which we already touched on a little bit earlier with the additions of OBJ and Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers was my number one ranked wide receiver coming out of this past year's draft class. He's dynamic after the catch. Even though he's a little bit undersized, he's 5'9", 180-something pounds he can pull he can play both in the slot and outside he has really good hands like I think Zay Flowers is going to go off this year I think he's going to be the best rookie wide receiver OBJ is not washed up people 
If he never got injured in that Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals, he probably would have won MVP in that game. So you got OBJ, Zay Flowers, who you pair up with, Rashad Bateman, who has shown flashes. And now you add that with the fact that you have Todd Munkin, somebody who is really creative with his offenses, somebody that really knows how to be balanced in his play calling. He wasn't just a college coordinator, people. He also Baltimore Ravens, nearly one of the deadliest teams in the NFL. You know that they're still going to be really good running the football, man. Like the Ravens have always been a team that has always been good at running the ball. So now you give the fact that they're going to have a legitimate passing attack now. You have to be able to throw the football if you want to win in today's NFL. It's a passing league. And if you can't do that at a high level, you're not going to go far. The Ravens should be able to do that now. Lamar Jackson isn't just a running back, people. I know the running back jokes are funny, but I'm trying to tell you guys they expired. Lamar Jackson is a way better passer than what people give him credit for. So the next thing that the Ravens need in order to have a successful season is on the defense side of football, and they need their young pass rushers to step up. They lost Calais Campbell, and they didn't bring back Justin Houston. So they're going to need some of those young guys to step up, such as Odafe Owe, who was a first-round pick in 2021 out of Penn State. He's shown flashes his rookie season. Didn't really see him have those same flashes last season. They need this man to have a really big season. And he could end up being a breakout player for the Baltimore Ravens. We also have to talk about David Ojabo. Now, David Ojabo, he was a second-round pick in 2022 by Baltimore, but he had an injury that caused him to fall out of the first round. Prior to that injury, he was expected to be a top-15 selection. He was one of the best pass rushers in that draft class when healthy. So the Ravens are going to need either David Ojabo or Adafi Owe to step up, and the sleeper is defensive tackle Travis Jones. Now, there was a lot of Travis Jones hype going into last year and i'm trying to figure out where has that hype went because i mean like of course he wasn't going to have the massive season that some people were expecting because i mean the ravens had so much depth and veteran leadership in front of him of course he wasn't going to get a lot of playing time but i don't really hear too much about the travis jones hype train anymore like i still think that travis jones can end up being a really good defensive tackle for the baltimore ravens so they're going to need Travis Jones, Adolfe Owe, and David Ojabo to come up big for them when it comes to being able to get after the quarterback this season. And lastly, the Baltimore Ravens need to be better in late game situations. You know, there were games last year that I felt like the Ravens had a chance to win, but they weren't great in those late game situations. Sometimes they would be a little bit overly regressive. Sometimes the play calling wouldn't be the best. They have to come up bigger in big spots this year if they want to be able to have a chance at competing for the Super Bowl this year. But these are my keys to the season for the Baltimore Ravens. Let me know what you guys think about them down in the comment section down below. What are some things that you think the Ravens need to do well in order to have a shot at winning the Super Bowl this year and living up to expectations? Andy Reid or Bill Belichick, which coach is better? This has been a popular debate going around all on social media and i think that people are not being fair in this debate what makes no sense to me is people saying man andy Reid's better because before he had an all-time great quarterback he was winning games and who was bill belichick without tom brady and i can understand that but if you're going to say that and you're going to say who is bill belichick without tom brady 
Who is Tom Coughlin without Eli Manning? Who is Sean Payton without Drew Brees? Who is Mike Tomlin without Ben Roethlisberger? Some of the greatest quarterbacks that ever coach in the NFL have had great quarterbacks. And a lot of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the league have had great head coaches. Who is Pete Carroll without Russell Wilson? You see, we, we can keep doing this all day long. It's like you just can't disqualify Bill Belichick because he had Tom Brady. Okay, that's Andy Reid's fault. He should have had a better quarterback than Donovan McNabb. Part of being a good head coach is being able to properly evaluate talent. And let's not act like Donovan McNabb was a bad quarterback. Like Donovan McNabb was more than capable of being able to deliver a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. He wasn't no Tom Brady, but let's not act like Andy Reid didn't have great quarterback play out of Donovan McNabb. Was he a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback? No, but he was a good enough quarterback to win the Super Bowl. I witnessed Joe Flacco lead the Baltimore Ravens to a Super Bowl win. So if Joe Flacco can win the Super Bowl, so could a Donovan McNabb. Like we have to give some criticism to Andy Reid for going to three straight NFC championship games and coming up short, plus losing in the Super Bowl. He had plenty of opportunities to win the big one and wasn't able to deliver. One thing about Bill Belichick is like, Bill Belichick outside of Tom Brady, he always has this team ready to play. And their preparation, the fact that they spend so much time paying attention to who even is even going to be the referees for the game so they can adjust their practices to better being able to suit who's going to be refereeing those games. Like those are small intricacies that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to Bill Belichick. One thing about Bill Belichick is that his teams were always going to be ready for the big games. And there were plenty of times during Andy Reid's career where his teams were not prepared for the big moments or they didn't get it done. Like, it's kind of a little bit unfair to say who was Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady was important to Bill Belichick in the Patriots dynasty, but let's not act like Bill Belichick didn't have an impact at all. I mean, it's not like Tom Brady came into the league and he was already one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, Bill Belichick had to scout Tom Brady. He had to give Tom Brady some time to develop, and even then, it's not like Tom Brady hit the ground running. Tom Brady was a game manager for the first couple of years into his career. So prior to Tom Brady becoming what he was for the first couple of years, you could say that Andy Reid had a way better quarterback than what Bill Belichick had. Like, you people just can't move the goalposts just because you want to make an argument for Bill Belichick post-Brady. Like, if that's going to be the case, tell me how many great coaches do we have removing the great quarterbacks that they had. That's just what happens in this league. To win championships, you need good QBs. And for Andy Reid, he wasn't able to get the most out of Donovan McNabb when he had him. I mean, Andy Reid, he won games with Alex Smith, and they were coming up short in the postseason. Like, now we're going to move the goalposts again and say you need to have an all-time great quarterback to win the Super Bowl when there's been plenty of quarterbacks who won all-time great level who have won championships. We got to stop moving the goalposts to try to fulfill arguments that have holes in them. Now, tell me who's better, Bill Belichick? with Tom Brady or Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes. I still will go Bill Belichick because of how good he was on the defense side of football. Like, going into that Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams, nobody expected that game to go the way that it did. Like, the LA Rams that season had one of the best offenses in recent memory. They were averaging nearly 30 points a game, and they went into that Super Bowl and only averaged three. Do you know how crazy that is? Like, Andy Reid... Is the best offensive-minded coach of all time. 
Bill Belichick is the best defensive-minded head coach of all time, but the better overall head coach, I got to go with Bill Belichick. I'm not going to try to discredit Bill Belichick because he had Tom Brady. Like, you can't do that. Like, you got to give Bill Belichick credit for even finding Tom Brady. He was a six-round pick. Tom Brady was not expected to be much. And if you go back and you listen to the scouting reports on Tom Brady, many people didn't even think he was going to last in the league or even make a roster. So, like, you can't hold that against Bill Belichick just because he's been great at finding gems in the late round. Like, that's cheating. And I know Bill Belichick did a lot of it during his career, but everybody's tried to bend the rules at least once in a while. You know what they say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But I got to go with Bill Belichick being better than Andy Reid, man. Like, you just can't disqualify Bill Belichick and take away what he accomplished when he had Brady. Oh, well, Andy Reid was better without a superstar quarterback. Like, stop moving the goalposts. There's been plenty of great head coaches who had great quarterback play. And if you were to say, okay, who's Sean Payton without Drew Brees? You're taking away one of the reasons why Sean Payton was so successful. Like, come on, man. That, that's cheating. What's Tom Coughlin without Eli Manning? I mean, we can do this all night long. You can't just discredit somebody for being able to find the right QB. That's Andy Reid's fault that he couldn't find a quarterback that was good enough to get the job done, even though Donovan McNabb was perfectly good enough to get it done. That's his fault. He should have found the next great quarterback earlier. So let me know who you guys have in this debate. Andy Reid or Bill Belichick, who do you think is better? Now, the Miami Dolphins are a really scary team in 2023, man. Like, I'm going to keep it a beam with y'all. I know a lot of y'all Dolphins fans don't really like me like that because I never really talk high on Tua, but it's not like I think Tua is a trash quarterback. As a matter of fact, I think that Tua is a top 10 QB. I have him ranked 8th right now in the NFL amongst QBs, so you can definitely win a Super Bowl with Tua Tagovailoa. And if Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy and this offensive line can play better than what I expect it to be, like, this is a team that has more than a great chance of being able to win the Super Bowl. Like, my only concerns with the Dolphins is this offensive line and Tua's health. If both of those things aren't a question this year, the Dolphins are going to be in the conversation to win it all this year. I mean, they have all, arguably the fastest NFL offense. You got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Chosen Anderson. You got... Raheem Monster, that running back, he's one of the fastest running backs in the game right now. You got Devon A-Chain, who was the fastest running back coming out of this past year's draft. I mean, it's just speed all over the place. They got a NASCAR team on offense. And then their defense with Vic Vangio is probably going to be either the best or second best defense in the NFL, probably behind the Dallas Cowboys. Like, Vic Vangio's defense is being used by nearly half of the defensive coordinators in the NFL. Like, this dude is the godfather of this defense that's been used all around the NFL. They call it the Fangio 6. And now you got the godfather at the helm at defensive coordinator, who's going to be a, a upgrade from the defensive coordinator that you had last year, which, by the way, I'm going to take my victory lot because I told you Dolphins fans that he wasn't a good D.C., Brown Flores took over play calling the year prior to last season. That's why that defense turned around. But whatever, I just had to take my victory lap on that. But when you look at this Dolphins defense, you got a really good cornerback duo with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. Now, Xavier Howard had a down year, but hopefully playing with Jalen Ramsey and being able to have a better defensive coordinator will get, will get him back on his feet. You got Javon Holland. One of the better safeties in the league. And you got a really nasty defensive line. Like, you got Kristen Wilkins. This dude's a defensive tackle that plays like he's a linebacker. You got Jalen Phillips, 
who's one of the more underrated pass rushers in the game and you got Bradley Chubb and I know Bradley Chubb didn't really look promising when he got traded to the Dolphins but he's being reunited with his former head coach Vic Vangio got the most out of Bradley Chubb when he was the head coach for the Denver Broncos so for the Miami Dolphins, they have one of the talent, one of the most talented defenses in the NFL this year and a really talented offense. This is one of the best rosters overall in the league. Minus the offensive line, like this team is good enough to win a championship. And when you look at this division, I mean, this division is going to be tough. Like, I feel like some people are sleeping on Buffalo. I'm kind of sleeping on the Buffalo Bills. I don't know how you guys feel about the Bills, but... I think the Bills are probably going to be like a wild card team this year. I really feel like the Jets are going to be really good with how good that defense is going to be. But they have some questions on the offensive line like you guys do also. But I wouldn't sleep on Aaron Rodgers. But honestly, like the Miami Dolphins, they're going to have a good defense. They're going to have a great offense. But the Jets defense is like that too. So that could go either way. But you compare them to the other teams, it's like you got a good shot against, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, I don't think the Jaguars have arrived yet. Like, I think that the Dolphins have the third best chances of being able to make it to the AFC Championship game. In the AFC, the teams that I have over them are the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, simply for the fact that both of those teams have better offensive lines than the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins offensive line may not be that bad as what people in the national media make it out to be, but it isn't as good as what the Bengals have and the Ravens have. I mean, they got studs all over their offensive line. But for the Miami Dolphins, though, if their offensive line can play slightly better than expectations from most people and Tua stays healthy, this is a team that's going to be in that mix. But those are the only two teams that I really have over the Dolphins. Like, this is a really talented team. Like, they got speed all over this field, man. How many people are going to be able to slow down the combination of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle plus Robbie Anderson? Like, I think Robbie Anderson is going to be a way better number three than what they were expecting. Who was that dude they signed? Cedric Wilson? They That dude's not a good fit in that offense. Like, he ain't got no wills like that for real. Getting Robbie Anderson was a really underrated addition, and Robbie Anderson is not that bad. Like, Robbie Anderson is a really good number three. Now, he may give you a couple of big drops here and there, but Robbie Anderson is a really good number three. He's a really good fit in this offense. And Mike McDaniels, he showed some really good things last year, even though I do think he has a little bit more to show this year because last year he did have some games where that offense got locked up. Like, there was no reason why your offense should have got locked up Sunday night against the LA Chargers against a Brandon Staley coach defense. They had hella injuries that game. But outside of that, like, I do think he needs to be a little better with being balanced. Sometimes he can have a tendency to go pass heavy and seem to forget about the run game. But if he can be a little bit better with getting the run game going and, you know, committing to it more and not getting away from it when it's successful, I think this Dolphins team is probably going to end up being in that conversation. Like, they probably have, in my opinion, the best team in the AFC East, even though I'm picking the Jets to win the AFC East. But I think the Dolphins are going to be up there. And then when you look at them compared to the rest of the AFC, like the rest of the AFC doesn't have the kind of talent that the Dolphins have. Maybe you can use their offensive line as a knock on them, which is my knock on them. But outside the offensive line, like this team is stacked. So I think that the Dolphins are going to be one of the best teams in the NFL this year as long as Tua can stay healthy. So let me know what you guys think about the Miami Dolphins down in the comment section down below. How good do you think the Dolphins are going to be this year? This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. 
Uh, once again, I apologize for starting this so late. It's just that I was getting caught up with a lot of other things, and I'm trying to get some other things with the channel rolling. So next week, we're going to start launching something called JT Sports After Dark. So around 10 o'clock on certain days of the week, we're going to have special guests on. We're going to have collaborations going. And then also, we got to start gearing our coverage towards covering training camp more. So next week, we're going to start making more training camp field content. Training camp is only like a couple of weeks away. So that means that football is close. So let me know what you guys think about this episode. Also, make sure that you listen to the audio version of the podcast. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, all podcasting platforms. Make sure to leave us with a five-star review. And we will see you guys on Monday with another episode of the JT 